1: Welcome back from your weekend, everyone. I'm assuming this is everyone's Monday, and I hope you had a fabulous weekend. I sure did. I got to do a lot of gardening, and I helped a friend with her water garden as well, and so there was a ton of heavy lifting and all sorts of fabulous stuff going on. So I have to confess that while I feel great today, every bone and muscle in my body is Aching, <laughs> but we really did have fun, and uh, I hope you did too. So, talk about being achy and sore. You know what? Our guest today has climbed mountains literally, that would certainly make me a little sore, and she's done no less in the world of business. Suzanne DeRay has founded a total of seven companies count them, seven wow and she's consulted with ceos within hundreds of small and mid-sized businesses so the gal knows her stuff she's the author of inventing for wealth and guess what the forward of that book was written by none other than her buddy tony robbins okay she rubs elbows and shoulders i think firsthand the challenges and doubts that every woman in business must maneuver through. She started with nothing but sheer ambition and now uses her experience from the entrepreneurial trenches to help others to rise up and make money and enjoy and love their lives while doing everything that makes them happy. And she knows what we are missing. And she's here to talk about that with us today. And I hope that you'll have the opportunity to check out the article uh, that I wrote which is up on Inc. Magazine as there's a new article up there every single Monday for you and just check out inc.com and uh, search for Marla Tabaka T-A-B-A-K-A and you'll see the article where I interviewed Suzanne uh, and it talks about how solo practitioners can actually make money in their sleep. You see when we're trading time for dollars, we're only making money when we're working hard Hard, right but it shouldn't be so hard so we're going to also review a little bit of that today and just have a fabulous discussion here with Suzanne so I would very much like to welcome to the show Suzanne Duray. thank you for being with us here today Suzanne.
2: Thank you Marla it's so wonderful to be here and I appreciate the invite I'm looking forward to it.
1: Absolutely. So we had so much fun putting together the article that's up on Inc., How to Make Money in Your Sleep, and it's it's receiving some some lovely reviews. In fact, Suzanne, it's in uh, Inc.'s list of top discussions over at LinkedIn today, so I'm very, very excited oh, wow. about that. Yeah, yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. So- <laughs> yeah, so that's good news. Yeah, so Suzanne, you are just such an expert in in the uh, world of business, and I know that you've worked with men and women alike. And our article really focuses on how service providers, solopreneurs, and service providers in particular can um, bring in multiple lines of revenue. And so, I'd like to see if we can talk a little bit more about that. But then we're gonna we're gonna move on to speaking you know, specifically about women and our values and the things that are important to women in business. So for you guys listening out there, make sure that you stay tuned to the show and and we've got a lot of good stuff we're going to talk about today. So Suzanne, first, tell us a little bit about you. You, um, let's see, you left Minnesota to live in Florida when you were in your 20s and you embarked upon your first entrepreneurial venture then. Tell us a little bit about all of these companies that you founded. What did that path look like?
2: Well, you know, it's been a very interesting path. Uh, I don't think anybody actually wakes up one day and says, I'm going to become a serial entrepreneur (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) you know, there's always a story behind every entrepreneur and, and what they did and how they got there. And for me, really, uh, I did not go to college. So in my mind, I was really disadvantaged, and I had no real... Business background either but what I did have was a really strong drive and I also didn't really have a fear of failure which I think is crucial and we can talk about that a little bit later as you said because it's something that women tend to need to tackle more than men but what happened for me is I actually lost my job and through that process shortly before that happened I had started a relationship with a company and ultimately ended up developing a relationship with an ER physician. He was an amazing guy with some tremendous inventions but didn't know a lot about business and wanted to start a medical company. And I just somehow got into the loop of giving him information. I really don't know how I knew it. I just basically shared what seemed sensible and logical to me for example (laughs) he was trying to negotiate a contract with johnson and johnson for one of his inventions and some of the things he was doing just didn't seem logical to me i think you know women as a gender uh have a certain type of perspective and intuition that gives us a bit of an edge so long story short we ended up forming a medical company and literally gave new meaning to Murphy's law I mean, oh, wow. We made every mistake and invented some along the path of trying to get that company funded But in the end we were successful and raised Over a million dollars in our first round of funding from a venture capital company and got that company off the ground uh, It was sold 21 months later to a major medical company and marla i could talk for hours and hours and write Mm -hmm. volumes just from that experience alone everything that i learned um but you know we'll we'll just have to do some ongoing series about that sometime i think so (laughs) i think so so um... you know to to just quickly track through from there um I sort of got pushed into consulting with other people who had businesses, they were either trying to start up uh, a new venture, get an invention off the ground, or take their business from where it was to the next level. And people just found me. And so I sort of fell into that world, and along the way I ended up writing my book, Inventing for Wealth. And there's a whole story around how Tony Robbins came into play with that. Um, in fact, I, I teach what I call the art of ask, and that's a great story for how to actually go out and ask for things and, and come to a yes that works for everybody. And, uh, and so I've just continued along my journey of partially being led by what people want and need, and I think it's really important when you're in, in business for yourself to pay attention to that. Um, it's just like, let's take Facebook, for example. It started out in one direction, and the people led it into another direction. And so, you know, one of the key points I'd like to make for people in, in business for themselves is always be open and always be listening to what people really want from you because you may have a massive pile of gold sitting right in front of you that you're bypassing because you're not paying attention. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, Suzanne, that's such an important point for people to realize. I think, you know, you and I both see it all the time. And I'll even put myself up here as an example. I'm being told frequently by people to um, take these articles that, you know, I've written for Inc. Magazine for, what, three plus, almost four years now, and actually create a product, you know, out of those articles. And, you know, my pushback has always been, well, they're up online for free. How can I create a product out of these? And, you know, but it, it, I am, I'm doing it at just an ebook. but, it, it, you know, I think that, you know, there's a perfect example of not listening to what people are asking for. People want the simplicity. They want it all there right in front of them, and they want me to pick the cream of the crop for them rather than mm-hmm. doing the research. And I'm finally
2: listening. So, hey. Well, I'm happy to hear you're listening, <laughs> and, you know, we'll talk offline because, you, you can do a number of different things with that, but it's, it, again, it's really, really important. People mm-hmm. will tell you what they want and what they need. And, um, sometimes, and I've done this myself, we make the mistake of thinking we know what people want. Right. And then putting in the time and the effort and the money. And in the end, finding out we built it and they did not come. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we wonder why. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's a real bummer. So you've got to get out there and pay attention and listen and solicit feedback from people. And that's yeah. just one of many, many things that I talk about when it comes to solopreneurs and how to scale up their business. Uh, there, uh, there are just so many different levels to it, depending on what type of business you're in. Um, but there are certain formulas that really work across the board, no matter what, whether you're a, a hairstylist who's getting burned out or a masseuse or a personal trainer or uh you're a coach. I mean, I could go on and on and on about all of the different types of solopreneur and small businesses um, and, and all of the different ways to scale those businesses up. But it's really yeah. important to first sit back and do some planning. Um, uh, and a lot of people don't really give thought to the long range either they, they get an idea or they decide they want to follow their heart and pursue their passion. Yep. And they go out and build a business around it. Without really planning how that business is going to evolve, how they're going to scale it up, especially for those people who are trading time for dollars. Time
1: for dollars, right. Um, and Suzanne we're going into a break. When we come back we're going to take a look at how we can do that planning and taking you know, make sure we have our eye on that long term vision. As we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects, it's a program to pique your interest for sure.
0: Get your woohoo on from business and branding to babies, best selling books, and personal breakthroughs. Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness with your host, Lisa Stedman. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on TogiNet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick butt action, best selling author and chief woohoo woman Lisa Stedman wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself if you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career relationships and personal growth get your weekly woohoo on with lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love life business and the pursuit of happiness check out her website lisastedman.com join us for woohoo radio love life business and the pursuit of happiness wednesday afternoons through 4 p.m central on tokenet.com
1: Well, thanks for being here with us today. We have a fabulous guest here today in Suzanne Duray, and you can find out more about Suzanne by going to showcasingwomen.com. Suzanne has raised millions in venture and angel funding. She's built a national sales and distribution force. She's negotiated high-end commercial real estate acquisitions and has started many businesses. She's the founder of seven businesses, and she's here today to share her expertise with us and Suzanne going into break we were talking about you know keeping our eye on that long-term vision and, and you're right so many solopreneurs in particular you know get enamored with the idea of being their own boss they, they might have experienced a downsizing or what have you and it, we're just thinking about tomorrow and bringing money in but we don't sit back and take a look at that long-term vision so what are the some of the things that we really need Need to do before we take the leap
2: well uh, you know some of the most important things are to definitely solicit outside advice I always suggest that people put together an advisory board and it's important to bring in people who have strengths in areas where you are weak so for example if you're weak in marketing uh, you need to bring someone on board who is strong in marketing and they can help you do the things to get to the levels that you need to planning is so crucial and I talk to so many entrepreneurs who jump in what ends up happening is they're working 24 7 they are as we discussed before the break they're trading time for dollars and not trading what I call volume for dollars yeah. and So volume for dollars, what that means is, just as you were saying, Marla, someone said you should really take all of those articles that you've been writing and put those into a product. And that is an opportunity for you to go from trading time for dollars to trading volume for dollars, because you can reach the masses with that type of product. So I'm going to give you some examples of how that can work. I've actually been working with somebody who's a hairstylist and you know most people would not think that a hairstylist could move into some foray where they're doing more than trading time for dollars you've only got so much time you can only make so much money ultimately people burn out so what do you do well i was speaking with a hairstylist and she is such an amazing pro on not only hair color but the physiology of hair and as we started talking about it and how people botched their hair by buying home you know home care products or Mm -hmm. not knowing what to ask a stylist i ended up working with her to create an entire video series around hair color for women to go out and learn look before you go try to color your own hair or you try to shift up something with a hairstylist and end up walking out spending a 100 bucks on something you hate go through this video series that's just one example Um, and again people don't sit back and really plan for the what if what if You become ill. What if you're in a car accident and you're laid up? What if you just get burned out? What if you're aging? Now here you are locked into a small business and you haven't scaled it up. You haven't created... Products that can be promoted out to the masses. Uh, You haven't brought in other people and trained them to duplicate yourself. And a lot of people get uncomfortable doing that. They feel like nobody can do it as well as they can.
1: Right, yeah. We see that. Uh, And
2: so, yeah, so people end up shortchanging themselves in their business so you've really got to sit back and plan where are you now and where do you want to go and how are you going to scale this business up even if it's something you love if you love coaching if you love being a masseuse and you want to continue that process but you need to add some other sources of income Mm -hmm. so you're not locked in for the what ifs or if you get burned out how do you go about doing that You know, what are some of the areas that you have to look at? And there are a few key areas that uh, solopreneurs and small businesses have to look at. Some of the areas where you can expand would be looking at expanding your market. So maybe you've got a niche market. Uh, Maybe it's only women. Maybe it's just a particular industry. Start looking at how you can create something to add another niche. Now, one of the things that helped me approach Tony Robbins back in the early 90s was Tony's market at the time was people who were up at 3 a.m. watching infomercials because (laughs) life was going in their face. And corporations who had salespeople that they wanted to get trained and really give them the edge those were his two markets well I was delivering a new market a market of inventors and entrepreneurs who were going to go out on this journey and it it was going to be difficult at times and when those times got tough they could lean on Tony so I was presenting to Tony the same services and products he had, but to open them up to a different market that he wasn't approaching. So that's one way to look at how do you go open up a market. Another thing is how do you open up different types of products that you can promote to the masses. So with you, mm-hmm. Marla, you know, kudos to you that you're now taking action on uh, putting together a book with those articles. There are a lot of ways to package up your knowledge and your services and what you have to offer into tangible products. Now, whether you do that as an ebook or a tangible book or a video series, um, you can put together group sessions, you can put together mastermind sessions, you can do online webinars, there are so many options if people visit, just take the time to sit and listen. Like this, like right. And not only listen to themselves, but to what other people are asking of them. And I always, always, always advise people. Talk to others who are experts in certain fields. Get those outside eyeballs on your business because you will be amazed at what you'll learn when someone with fresh eyes takes a look at your business and says, Wow, you could be doing this, that, or the other. Mm -hmm. A lot of
1: that. Yeah. You know, even... Even those of us who help others to build their businesses, uh, it's difficult to see your own business, right? Or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, to see your own problems, your own strengths, and your own shortcomings. So you're absolutely right, Suzanne. It's important to build that advisory board, if you will, and leverage those strengths. Yeah. Absolutely. So, So then expanding your market. and and your niches bringing in additional products and services what's what's our next point
2: well there are actually a couple of them um another one is one of the issues that solopreneurs in particular end up facing is they they've hit a wall and they can't keep doing it all on their own anymore and you're trying to wear every hat manage your time and, and often also managing kids and spouses and everything else that's happening in life right Mm -hmm. there aren't enough hours in the day so you've got to figure out how to clone yourself in various areas and the problem is um because you're trading time for dollars right now you've only got so much money you're making and maybe it's not as much as you'd like or you need How do you go out then and and hire other people? And this is where you've got to get really, really creative. Now, uh, there have been pros and cons to bringing on an intern, but again, if you're very selective in that process, you can find interns who can do work for you. It's not going to cost you any money or very, very little. Something else, and I've done this myself, is I have approached people who have an area of expertise in uh, an area that I need. So perhaps I need a virtual assistant to just manage administrative things or I need somebody to manage certain aspects of my website or my technical stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You can, if you craft your approach properly and you are open to sharing in the profits, You can go out and actually attract people who will come on board and they will do work for you for a period of time for no money, but for a piece of the Mm profits. And a lot of people don't think of doing this. um, They feel like, well, what do I have that somebody would actually feel inclined to do that? Or I really don't want to give up any of my profits. And in the end, you end up shortchanging yourself and never really bringing your business to the next level. So I strongly encourage getting creative and stepping up and attracting other people to come in and help you in those early stages when you can't really afford to go out and pay people. There are definitely options for doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, most certainly. In fact, I um, one of my contacts is a very high level PR person. She owns her own firm, and uh, she is an area of expertise that's very niche. And uh, she will actually do that. She'll she she still takes her fee a, a large amount of her fee, but a portion of the fee is in exchange profit sharing in. And- Small in startups, and so she's kind of you know putting her belief into the company and and demonstrating that she believes that they can grow and and prosper. And wow, it's really adding up for her. So you're so right, and Get out there, get creative. Um, if you have a product, for instance, you know working with a launch manager uh, could be vital to the product's success if it's a big product or an event. I mean, there are so many ways to get creative and get people behind you and. And what you're doing. We're going into our second break already. My goodness, I can't believe <laughs> how fast this is going. And you can learn more about Suzanne DeRay at showcasingwomen.com. We're going to touch on those last couple of points when we get back, Suzanne. And then I'd like to segue into um, how you see all this fitting in to additional challenges that the female entrepreneur may be facing in the marketplace, because I think you and I both know from working with women that we have a, a set of um, different challenges than men, not worse, not better, just different than our male yeah. counterparts do. So when we come back, we'll be looking at that. And just a reminder to check out the piece today at com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. We'll see you back here in a minute.
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Mark Lipinski is coming to TogiNet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 Central on TogiNet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo. Dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Levinsky. Wednesday afternoon, starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Ministry is filled with both highs and lows, victories, and struggles. It can be the best job of the world, but it can also be the hardest. Where do you find the balance between serving God and the joy of truly knowing Him? Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry. With Joanna Weaver, Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central, join us each week as pastor's wife, best-selling author, and host Joanna Weaver interviews women who serve God from the heart, both those who are well-known and those who minister in less visible ways. You'll discover tools for the ministry, but more importantly, you'll learn how to give God access to the deep places in your heart. For ministry is more than what we just do in public. It is who we are in private. Wellspring is here to inspire you to look into your heart of hearts and invest in the place ministry truly begins. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So join us for an hour that just might change your life. It's Wellspring, Tending the Heart of Ministry, with host Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to The Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's The Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka.
1: If you're an exhausted or concerned solopreneur and you want to know how to grow your business, how to make money in your sleep, then you are in the right place. My guest today is Suzanne DeRay and Suzanne learned the value of bringing in what she calls outside eyeballs to her business from time to time to, time to gain fresh perspectives and valuable lessons and really transform that business. And we're here with Suzanne talking about ways to scale your business so that it's not all about you. And uh, yeah, from what we've been talking about today, Suzanne, I think that really puts it into a nutshell is that business shouldn't be all about you in the sense of, um, you know, cloning yourself, getting outside help and asking for outside guidance too to grow that business.
2: Absolutely. And finding out what your market wants from you because sometimes, as we said earlier, it's not necessarily what you think it is. Yeah. Um, and, and to go go back, Marla, I've got one other point before we get into talking about some of the specific issues that women have in mm-hmm. business. One of the other key points that I really talk to clients about is study your competition. And don't just do it when you're getting started and then never do it again. I make a habit of each quarter I go out and I thoroughly study what competitors are doing, whether whether it's a direct competitor or somebody sort of in a competitive type capacity. There's so much to be gained from that. Firstly, look at their websites. And what I find is I start to see a trend of the same sort of language and the same sort of messaging with a little, you know, change in in color schemes, and and words, and so forth. But what I encourage people to do is study your competition and then stand out and do something completely different. You can still be offering the same services and products or what have you, but how can you shift up that message and reach people in a different way, make a different emotional connection with them from what all of your competitors are doing? You'll be surprised if you take the time to go through this process once a quarter, what you'll learn from it. And the really cool thing about it is, as you go through the process, I guarantee you're going to have creative sparks start igniting. And you may find yourself thinking, oh, wow, you know, I could add this to my service. I could add this in the way of a product. I could do this, that, or the other that nobody else has thought of, or I haven't found anybody else doing it, wouldn't that be great? Um, And then go out and find out from people, is that something that they would want? You'll be surprised sometimes at how you can add a whole other revenue source by going through that process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just to drive that point home, you have to make sure to speak to people who are not your family and friends, right? Amen. <laughs> Thank you for bringing yeah. that up. They will either cut your idea to shreds or tell you exactly what you want to hear. So go right to the market. And how do we do that, Suzanne? What, what's the most direct way to get those answers from our, our market?
2: Well, you know, now with social media, we've got advantages that we didn't have back when I first started out in business. And certainly you can get out there through all of the social media venues and by going to forums and blogs online and reaching people right in their homes. But but the key thing is you've got to position your line of questioning to them in a way that you're really going to get the right kind of feedback you don't want people doing what your family will do which is tell you what you they think you want to hear nor do you want to pose things to them in a way that you're going to get a yes no or maybe response so it's really important to get out there in a lot of different venues and post polls and post questions and inquire but really take the time to craft your approach to them so that you're getting true, honest feedback.
1: Mm-hmm. Very important. And one of, one of the areas that I find uh, really powerful for exactly what you're talking about, Suzanne, is, is LinkedIn. Go in there and uh-huh. ask the question. And, boy, I get great supportive responses and good feedback there.
2: Yeah. LinkedIn is, to me, the most amazing business tool on the planet I love yeah. LinkedIn and I'm amazed sometimes when I speak to people and you know they they've heard of LinkedIn but they haven't done anything with it or they've put up a profile on LinkedIn and they haven't completed it and they're not interacting with people and they they don't even know you know really to go in and look at groups that are are related to your niche or your industry or your business and start connecting with people and communicating. Right. Anyone who's not using LinkedIn, if they're in business, whether they're in business for themselves or a career for another company, you are leaving money and opportunities on the table if you're not involved with LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, the opportunity to meet amazing people because if I remember right, Suzanne, that's exactly where you and I met.
2: Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, thank so, you, LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, for
1: real. So, Suzanne, you know, I'm listening to all of this and and all of this fabulous information we're divulging here today, and I'm thinking, but I know from being a woman and from working with female entrepreneurs for so many years that the old, um, well, maybe I'm not smart enough to handle this, or good enough to handle this, or maybe this, or maybe that comes up. In fact, I read a, I, I heard a statement staggering statistic today that only 15 percent of those sea level positions out there in in corporate america um well across the globe actually are filled by women and and that is is no longer so much that we're not being given equal opportunity but i think that's a great percentages uh, percentage of these problems are coming from within let's talk about that
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, this is a topic near and dear to my heart because when I first started out, I did not have a college education. I did not have a business background. And over the years, I came to understand both within myself as well as women in particular, not so much with men, the two things that I call situational fear and situational self-esteem and the difference is and it's prevalent in women and we'll talk in a moment about how to move through some of that but the difference between situational fear and situational self-esteem which which most women have both of deep-seated inside situational fear is maybe you uh, really excel at getting out and selling whatever it is you have to other people, to other businesses, but you can't get up and speak in front of an audience. It's a situational fear. You have a fear around one particular thing, right? And so once you identify what that one particular thing is, then you can begin to tackle it. The bigger issue and the more crippling one for women is situational self-esteem because self-esteem is deep-seated and i'm no therapist but we all know that a lot of our self-esteem issues started when we were young and continue through life We, we we take hits we get beat up we have certain things occur and unlike men who just sort of push that aside and move on uh women will dwell on it and you know i i use this image of a woman's mind is like scrambled eggs it's just constantly being scrambled and we're always thinking 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 right
1: i love that <laughs> men
2: don't do relate that. men throw the egg in the frying pan when it's done it's done that's done. it okay and so that becomes problem for women if If you've got any sort of self-esteem issue, it can come back and bite you in the butt at any time. And sometimes it happens when you least expect it, and it's crippling in business. So what I find with women is they have issues around what they call, well, I'm bragging if I promote myself. Um, They have issues around asking for what they deserve and in uh, a summit that i'm doing which you are a part of marla you're one of the wonderful experts one of the other amazing experts is a negotiation expert who works with women and she shared a story in my interview with her about a study that was done where they had a dozen of those little chocolate kisses and they had the men and women each do same task and then they gave them all 12 chocolate kisses and said now reward yourself by taking as many chocolate kisses as you think you deserve for (laughs) your performance right Uh well on average on average the men took either all of them or most of them and the women took at the most half of them On average, three of them, when in fact, the women in many cases performed better than the men, but they rewarded themselves less. So how sad is that?
1: Oh, that is sad, and so many pieces are tied up in that because it's not only, well, maybe I didn't do my best, I could have done better here, but it's also, well, I want to leave some for the others, I don't want to look like a pig, people already think I'm fat. (laughs) I mean, there's so much tied up in that, right? Yeah,
2: it's the scrambled eggs going. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love that story. Oh,
1: yeah, it's so true, so true. And so what do we do?
2: Well, you know, I talk to women all the time, Marla, as you know, and I wish I could say that there was a magic bullet. <laughs> there, there is no magic bullet. This is really, and I wish I knew who uh, said this quote because it's one of my favorites, but it has to do with you simply have to jump off the cliff and build your wings on the way down. And as frightening as that is, If you are not willing to jump off that cliff, you'll never get there. Um, I can tell you, other people can tell you, people can handhold you for five years of counseling. Mm -hmm. In the end, it comes down to the Nike saying, Just do it. Just
1: do Uh, it. Suzanne, we're already going into our third break, (laughs) our third and final break. So we'll be back and and hear more about just do it.
2: (laughs)
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pidrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette, at 1110 Central on Tugginet.com. What are the Read My Lips Tips for Success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I. Invest in yourself. P. Persist by taking small steps. And S. Serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette. on toginet.com.
1: And thanks for being here for this final segment of a fantastic discussion with business coach and strategist Suzanne DeRay. And Suzanne is also the author of Inventing for Wealth. You can learn more about her at showcasingwomen.org. Calm. So, Suzanne, yeah, we're looking at, you know, the things that we can do. Just do it. Just um, climb that mountain or jump off, whichever you're inclined to do, and grow the wings. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and and just take those next steps because the fact is, you know, I think maybe the fear does go away someday for some women, but a lot of women just live with this fear at, at, at each new challenge. Isn't that right?
2: That is right, and I'd like to share a couple of tips that I've personally used myself and that I teach to other women, which have been really, really effective in helping women with some of these situational fear, situational self-esteem issues. So, for example, um, one of the things that I suggest is if... You've got to make an important phone call. Let's say you want to partner with somebody or um, you, you want to get some media attention, you'd like to be on a media show, whatever, whatever that is, or you're approaching a big, huge, potential new client, um, pick the topic. But it's going to require you making a phone call. And you're nervous as heck. And, of course, us women, we, we get ourselves all worked up. And into a state of anxiety as we approach the time to make that call so how do you overcome that first thing you do is 10 minutes 15 minutes before you're going to make that call call a friend somebody you know you know well who trusts you, who isn't a Debbie Downer, but somebody who is uplifting and supportive. And just have a fun conversation. Don't call and say, oh, gosh, I'm so nervous. I've got to make this phone call because then it's just going to get you thinking about how nervous you are, right? Just have a fun phone call. Hey, Marla, how are you? How's your koi pond? You know, uh, those photos you sent of me are great, blah, blah, blah. As soon as you hang up, the second you hang up from that phone call, make that important phone call. Do it before your your brain has any opportunity to kick in and your anxiety levels start to kick up again. You're now in a relaxed and comfortable state, and that's when you want to make that call. So that's one tip.
1: I love it. I love it. Because it does. It helps you to shift states like Tony Robbins teaches us to do.
2: yeah yeah well and he even teaches the physiology of shifting your state so never make an important phone call sitting down stand up and be mobile and be able to move around and you know get that energy flowing through your body and it will come through your voice and through the phone call and I do that all the time
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, now another key point is whether you are approaching somebody um, with an email or on the phone or at a a live event maybe you're attending and doing some networking, and you have a specific goal, a specific task, there's a particular person that you're going to be communicating with, and you have a desired outcome. Women will get nervous. They'll get themselves flustered, and maybe it won't come off the way they wanted it to. So... Never go to the first approach out of the gate. Now, if, if it's an email with a company, if it's a phone call with somebody, if you're at a networking event, go do your dry test run with somebody else. The number four or five or third person on your list, who you'd approach, and it's less important to you that you get a deal done or the ultimate goal with that person than the number one person on your list so what i'm to boil that down don't ever go to your number one mm-hmm. choice dam- first there, 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 there. <coughs> go do a dry run huh? flub it up are, yeah. figure out your language figure out wh- what you're writing what you're saying whatever get it tweaked, get some feedback, most importantly, mm-hmm. uh, so that you know if you've nailed it or you need to tweak it before you go to the number one choice. Yeah. Now, what that does for you, besides being better prepped, is you're more confident, right? Right, Anytime absolutely. You know, you know, and, and this is really all about taking the steps to build the confidence because as you layer in more confidence, you're going to push that fear that down, so push those self-esteem issues down, and the more you build that foundation and add those confidence bricks, I, ultimately seen. you're going to get to a point where those fears only seep through every now and then versus all the time.
0: Poochie dander. Uh, One real of real
2: the other things, things, things that you know we had touched on or you had brought up is the whole bragging issue, how women feel like mm-hmm. They can't self-promote because they're bragging, they're going to be viewed in the wrong light, and so on and so forth. And how do we get around that? Well, one of the things with women, and, and even men, you know, heartfelt guys like Tony and Jack Canfield and, you know, other known names, Be humble first. Instead of going out just Uh pounding your chest like Jane saying, this is me and I'm so great. It's It's always helpful to you for yourself to feel like you're not being that bravado, bragging person is show some humility. You know, I am comfortable enough to, to share with people, hey, look, you know, when I started out, I was a train wreck. I I had a lot of drive, but, boy, did I have some deep-level confidence issues. And it was because I felt inadequate, because I didn't have the education or the experience that I knew people would be looking at. And I ended up going head-to-head with some really big-time venture capitalists, for example, to bring money in for my medical company. And I had no background. And they all looked at that. And in the end, guess what I learned? They actually appreciated and I got high points in their eyes for the fact that I didn't have all of those things going for me and I was Mm -hmm. still stepping up. I was still stepping up to the plate. I was still walking up with my bat to swing it. That gave them so much respect for me, it completely annihilated And made up for anything i was lacking in education or or experience and so you know women women just really have issues that men don't and it requires like i said there's not a magic bullet it requires simply taking that first step sweating through it puking over it if you have
1: to (laughs) right with stepping forward and asking for it yeah Right,
2: and the miracle is and you know this marla once you do it the first time and you come out on the other side whether you got the result you wanted or not you did it and that layers another brick of confidence on your foundation doesn't it
1: yeah, it certainly does. Just stepping out there and doing it and counting the the things that went right for you and the things that you learned. And, uh, and sure, you know, will I do it differently next time? Okay. But understanding that we all learn that way. And those are the experiences of men and women alike. It's just that women scramble those eggs and the men often don't. <laughs> so, right. Susan, right. one of the things that I love about you, one of the many things is is that you've walked the walk, you've talked the talk, you've done it, you've been there, you're doing it, and that you're continuing to help people through your experience, and thus the website Showcasing Women, uh, where you do showcase the amazing things that our peers have achieved in this world. And you have an upcoming summit that you've put together as well to really help us get to that next level, and I am so honored to be a part of that. I can't even tell you, uh, tell the audience more about this Summit.
2: Sure, and thank you for asking. And I am thrilled to have you on board, Marla. I hope that everybody listening, if they haven't already registered for the event, they will. It is Climb the Mountain, Plant Your Flag, and Prosper. And it is about proven strategies to execute success with courage and heart. So I've got actually 13 women, one of them, because of the theme, Climb the Mountain, which is really for me the analogy of climbing your figurative mountains in business and your career. And so one of the women is an actual mountain climber. Uh, she's climbed some of the highest peaks in the world, but she's also a mother of a three-year-old daughter. She's now pregnant with her second child. She manages a nonprofit business and a husband and everything else. And all of the women on this panel bring various areas of expertise whether it's business lessons how to be successful approaching the media utilizing social media negotiating with men um, gender issues to things on a more personal level overcoming fears and confidence issues and all of those things that so many of us as women deal with Mm -hmm. and um, you you can learn more and register for the event by visiting my website showcasingwomen.com 12 amazing women with our wonderful 13th woman the mountain climber and it's always been my goal because you know when i started out marla i was in my 20s and i was truly back then a woman in a man's world it was really tough i've got i've got some pretty serious battle wounds and i did not have women mentors to turn to and now everything is different and uh, women are really coming into their own many women are setting aside that cattiness or that you know lack of abundance mindset and they're now stepping up and saying hey there's plenty of the pie out there so let's share and embrace and empower each other and that's what my goal is now with showcasing women and with this summit and bringing women like yourself on board who have real value in your area of expertise to share and also just inspire other women that they can get out there and do it too
1: Oh thank you so much for doing that Suzanne because we need tools and information like this in order to succeed and and to to raise that number from 12% in those C level positions. So Suzanne Deray thank you so much for being here with us today. Remember everyone showcasingwomen.com Uh, slash climb the mountain and uh, register for that event that is coming up on June 25th through the 30th. And, you know, the nice thing is that it is absolutely free, which is astounding and the replays are going to be available as well so you won't even have to leave your office to take part in this thank you suzanne and um i just so love that you were here with us today and over in ink at ink.com slash author slash marla hyphen sharing all of this fabulous expertise thank you
2: well thank you marla it's been just absolutely wonderful i hope that i was able to impact and inspire a lot of people out there today